Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Restoration Pot. Wait a second. Do we, how do we do that? How do we do the intro? <laughs> I'm so tired. Well, we have. Are we gonna Are we gonna run the normal intro and then be like, just talk about what we're we're gonna be rambling on today? Kind uh, of thing? Yeah, that's right. All right. So. <laughs> I, want, I want this brought to you by lowbudgetmusic.com <laughs> I want that I want that to be the actual intro now <laughs> yeah. Thank you for tuning in to the Restoration Podcast with James, Evan, and Dave, where we restore yesterday's tools for the craftsmen of today. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. How's everybody doing? Doing well. Another day in quarantine land. Yes. The biohazards continue. COVID-19. Middle fingers in the air, ladies and gentlemen. How's... uh? So, so today... Today's podcast is going to be a little different. What are we going to do this time, James? Uh, we're going to talk about everything and nothing. Some catch up on how everybody's doing, what's going on in our worlds, given this new reality, and just all the funny things you've been seeing online, and just random restoration talk that we needed to catch up on after being so busy and so distracted with all this this craziness. Yeah, getting back together, getting the getting the restoration podcast back together here. Well, we haven't really been away, but you know, we we've, we've had a we've had a week or two off here. You know, I've been moving and uh, you know, everybody's been busy switching with new schedules, dealing with kids, um, you know, switching to whatever they got to do from working at home. So, we we've been we've been pretty busy, but we hope everybody out there in listener land is doing well and everybody's healthy and we're glad to have you back. Um, like we said, you know, it's going to be a uh, mixed match of, of talking about this, talking about that. We've got stories to share, updates with things. So hope you guys enjoy this kind of, uh, you know, break episode before we get into it. we got some good stuff coming up here in the coming weeks um, for some new episodes for you guys. But we have to catch up just like everybody else. You know, we're stuck in quarantine, so it was good to talk to the boys and get the Restoration Podcast going up again. And uh, we're, we're happy to have you. So make sure you hit us up on our Instagram at the Restoration Podcast, as well as if you have questions, you can send us an email um, to our Gmail, which is the Restoration Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And as always, don't forget this is a uh, three person podcast, but. We want to have a fourth person in the conversation as well. Um, make sure come come share some stories about what you've been doing during your quarantine, keeping up with your restorations. Talk share share some of the love with us. We want to hear from you guys and see what you're up to. Absolutely. Yep. yep, we can't do this without you guys. That's the whole point, and we uh, really enjoyed being a part of your projects, big and small. Absolutely. So let's just jump right into it. Take it away, John. Yeehaw, yeah, buddy. Yeah. I got cabin fever. I've got it too. The quarantine catch up with James, Evan, and Dave. I mean, they said 20 to 40 percent false negative readings on the test, like across the board. It's ridiculous. So, I mean, I had all the symptoms. I had the highest fever, I think, of my life 104.1. Um, 
it was pretty pretty rough. So yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I had it. Jeez. Yeah. You lived. Yeah. What'd you say, dude? Was I exposed? Yeah. Do you know so, if you were around those people? So I was, I normally work on a ladder truck. They put me on a medic unit uh, for one night. And in that one night, I took like, it was right when things were starting to jump off a little bit. I had this like homeless girl who'd been hanging out and she had bad respiratory symptoms. And literally, like, four days later, they say it's like you contract it, and then you've got, like, a four-day window. Yeah. Um, exactly four days later, I started becoming symptomatic. Oh, like crap. Yeah. So, it was nuts. It was right on my birthday, too, which was really lovely. You know, my parents were supposed to come up for my birthday, and I canceled them. So. Great. Apparently, 53 members of the Philadelphia Fire Department have it. We've had a police officer that was, that, uh, was sick, but he died as a result of the stuff i mean it's, it's a real deal man like uh, it's easy to overlook it and like you know try and downplay it and be like oh it's bullshit but it's definitely it's definitely taking people out so that's crazy uh, yeah how, how, are you, how are you guys surviving quarantine staying busy or? he's alive yeah <laughs> he's alive <laughs> i'm alive which means that jackie hasn't killed me that's good <laughs> Thank you for that, Jackie. To chloroform the children so that I can have time to play around with the tools. Hey, listen, nothing says sleep like Benadryl, you know? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, just pop on the Benadryl in the middle of the day. <laughs> I always, I always freaks me out when other parents like actually like legitimately suggest that. I'm like, what is wrong with these people? Yeah. Anything. That's crazy. How, uh, how's teaching from home? Oh, it's uh, it's okay. I mean, it there's a lot of stuff we can't do, but there's a lot of stuff that we can do, and it's, it's just basically modifying everything and, you know, seeing, you know, what we can do, what we can't do, and there's still stuff we can do, but basically all my, all my students, this is just a joke. This is just a joke right now, especially if you're a senior, they, they could care – they couldn't care less. They're just out, checked out completely, 110%. How cool like, is that as a senior, though? I mean, they put yourself in their shoes. That's yeah, it's, I know, but it's going to be rough for them because they're missing prom. They don't know what they're going to do for graduation. Oh, shit. Good point. And, and like, that. I'm just happy I'm getting paid, so. That's a good point. I like that. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd, rather, I'd rather sit there on the screen and get paid than be doing nothing and not getting paid. I'm with that. 100%. Yeah. So. Was it six or seven million now we're at unemployment? Skyrocket. Yeah. 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 Um, I think after this all stops, I mean, that'll go down by at least three quarters, but still, it's still rough. Yeah. What, um, I'm going to ask you. Yeah. So, like, now the schools are officially closed till the end of the year, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're not going back. Same. Wow. When, when is the school year officially over? Like mid-May? No, it, my last day is June 12th. The kids were supposed to graduate on June 10th, or yeah. the last day for the kids was on June 10th. Right. Holy um, shit. Yeah, so we're, we're still, we still have the full year. It's just modified schedule. Like, I only have half of my classes per day, and they meet, like, once a week so like i if i see a class on monday i won't see him again till like the next monday pretty much Gee, so, so we 
we can do tiny little things, but by the time like I have them do something, if I need to continue on with it, they've forgotten it from the week before. So that's rough. Yeah, kind of hard to be effective as a teacher. Yeah, I guess it's. I like your attitude though, as long as you're getting paid, you know. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I I, I was I was worried because I'm like, dude, I literally just bought a house, and I cannot be late on my first payment, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the timing is bad. Evan, while Dave's talking while wearing these gloves covered in oil, this vantage point makes it look like you're waking up and he's about to be like, bro, you got the Rona. But I'm oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Guess what? Bad news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. That's funny. Yeah, it's crazy around here, man. They've got, like, FEMA tents. There's, like, a FEMA tent city set up down by the uh, – by the Philly stadium that's supposed to be like a testing center probably where they're going to put it's probably where they're going to jail people with corona I've, I've seen the the zombie movies I know what happens next yeah <laughs> I, I can't oh, remember crazy. I heard it someone was saying that everybody's going to start buying property out in the country now because nobody's they're going to want their quarantine yard that's the, the saving grace is when it's nice we can throw the kids outside yeah man I feel so fortunate I mean I we closed on our I closed on my house like I don't know, it's been a month, but I can't imagine being stuck in my little apartment where I've been for the last year with this going on, being stuck inside. Holy shit. With kids? Yeah, yeah, I'd be out of my mind. They uh, their yeah. yard, though, man, it's great. Yeah. It's like in the dream now. That that uh, playset is your playset in your backyard? Yeah, yeah, it actually came with the house, too, man. It was, like, it was included in the original price. It wasn't like a negotiated item. They were like, you know, take it. So cool. What was what was take it? Um, my house came with a little playset. It's like a little slide and climbing thing. Oh, okay, Play cool. Set. Yeah, it's really really nice space for the for the kiddos. Good Love deal. It. Yeah, for sure. The Quarantine Catch-Up with James, Evan, and Dave. You guys ever see the plans to make your own wooden bandsaw? They were like in Popular Mechanics and stuff. They're, they're, they're sweet because, I mean, they're, they are really simple when you go to the fundamentals. There's two wheels, a frame, and a motor, basically, and you put a, put yeah. a blade on it, and you're good to go. But then everybody thinks you can slap a a uh, three horsepower motor on it and then be able to like put oh, a, two, yeah. a two inch yeah. blade and you're just ready to go. Yeah. And you'll, you'll end up turning that thing into popsicle sticks. Dave, you're dead. Where'd you go? Yeah, uh, that booger got stuck in his mustache and now he's toast. <laughs> uh, he's at his shop, so I don't know if he has it. I think we completely lost Dave. I uh what's the excuse now phone died oh come on boo give it a few minutes to juice up what's that gonna get us i had the promise that we had a laptop and a real router to make this happen <laughs> he's routing through the uh <laughs> through his grease oh, that's his router right now yeah he's just 
he's just uh, he's just rubbed enough uh, liquid all over the cables outside his building that he's able to get some connectivity inside. <laughs> <laughs> I hold this coat hanger and I piss on the wall and touch the wall. I get 5G for three seconds. <laughs> We're good to go. <laughs> this would be a lot of work, but we need to make... Remember those websites, I don't know, five years ago, where it would be just key phrases like Arnold Schwarzenegger? You just like push a button, and it would be all the little like snippets that jump in. Oh, you, yeah. You or I could do a whole episode where we just push buttons, and Dave Dave just goes, ha-ha! Yeah. <laughs> just have a soundboard for Dave. <laughs> <laughs> That's a soundboard, soundboard. <laughs> Yeah, that would be perfect. That way, every time he drops out, we could just be like, oh, we could give our, each other the, the, the eye signal, go, all right, Dave's gone, we'll, we'll sign him up for something. Like, hey, remember that time you uh, nut-tapped a, an <laughs> anvil? Yeah, it was great. Huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> The Quarantine Catch-Up with James, Evan, and Dave. Dave, is that door hard to bring down, or you just keep it up just because? That one up there? Yeah. That's the original wood door, and it's uh, it's chain it's chain drive. I could probably rig it up to a, to a motor, but it's all manual. The answer is Dave. Dave always keeps it up. Dave always yeah, keeps it up. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Does it have a door in the bottom? <laughs> um, no, there's a man door in the uh, in the wall. Oh, okay. Next door, yeah. Can yep, you even buy a door like that anymore? Like how? Like that's that <laughs> looks awesome. <laughs> no, it's super so cool, man. It's uh, and so heavy. Yeah, it's super heavy. It's super old. It's all wood. It's like. Actually, I wish I'd taken a video of it because it was awesome. I thought it was just like completely rotted out and just like gross, dry, dirty. Well, I took my hose, I took a hose to it in the front. And over the years, you know, like three inches of fucking dirt had accumulated on top of it from just sitting up and always being up. Oh, God. I sprayed it off. It had like nice green paint on it. It looks, it's beautiful. Like it's, I don't want to say it looks new, but it's, it's, you know, it's decent. So at some point I'd like to kind of clean it up and repaint it and I don't know. I have some like I had some ambition to it. So if you cleaned it and then put it up, then that means the next three layers is all you. It's all me. Yeah. <laughs> those trucks behind you just will turn into dust and they'll end up on your door. That's right. All the little flakes of uh, lead paint are going, you know, up into the ether and gathering on top of the door. Uh, Dave, yeah. I was I was channeling uh I was channeling you when I was setting up the, the shop the other day because I, I had my engine hoist down here and I needed to get my lathe up on the table. And, you know, it wasn't from the ceiling, but I had my lathe hanging from the engine hoist for a while as I figured out how to how to get it up onto the table. <laughs> I love it, dude. That's awesome. That's perfect. I feel like the engine hoist is so freaking versatile. It's like, you know, for a small shop, it's awesome. I wish I had it in my basement when I was down there. Before. It was so so unbalanced. Like, the motor hanging off the back just made it want to twist, and it was like, <laughs> this isn't going to work. Yeah, when the, load's not, when the load's not settled properly, it's terrifying. 
<laughs> but it was good. It was good. I it's 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 a four thousand pound engine hoist, and I I I just want to find something that's four thousand pounds and try to lift it, like just for fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, why not? Find a find a, a dumpster full of trash and see if you can pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> you can pick up a small car. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, you get. I was I was just gonna hook it to the um the tow hooks on my truck and just lift up the whole front of my truck. There you go. Yeah, see if you can pretzel it. I really do want to get a a double pump cylinder though. Do you know what those are? Like where you have you have the rack the the pump, and it yep. only has the one pump on the one side. This one has two, so when you pull down it pumps, and when you push up it pumps. Mm, so it goes double sick. fast. Oh, I like that. And I didn't realize I, I was thinking. Get that. I had seen those yeah. air driven ones. Those are kind of cool. They were like in oh, a yeah. up with the air, I guess. Air over hydraulic. Yeah, yeah, they look kind of fancy they're expensive so i just got the cheap one yeah i've 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 realized i mean well i've known but like i've i've become more attuned with my cheapness my inner cheapness and i'm like i love expensive stuff but i do not want to spend money on expensive stuff (laughs) that is so legit dude i'm with you 100 percent it's like i want to have a cool tool you know insert tool name here but unless i'm getting it for like one tenth of the average price on facebook marketplace yeah you can have like I, I i saw they were advertising a sale for like you could buy a 10 tool milwaukee kit for like 900 bucks and i was like well before i saw the price i was like oh man all these tools would be sweet i'm i'm kind of getting into the milwaukee stuff and they, they they're nice yeah. and and they're like, oh, they're having a sale. So I wonder how much this kid is. And it was like eight forty nine free shipping. And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> I'm all set. You yeah. Keep I, it. I think I'm good. I got my screwdrivers <laughs> and my hammer. <laughs> oh, got, got, go, going gold, for a quick quick repair. Uh, not not a tool related, but I, I was out on my roof this morning. Not like my main roof, but mm-hmm. I have a roof over the, uh, the sunroom that comes off the back of our house. And we had a, a storm. I'm sure you guys got it. Well, Dave yeah. probably got it. Yeah, um, today. So yeah, storm whipped through, winds going crazy, and my neighbor comes over and rings my doorbell and has five of my shingles in his hand. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that's great. So I, he said, yeah, I came off the uh, came off the uh, sunroom. So I, I go up to the master bedroom and look at it, and it's, it's right on the ridge. So the ridge cap just basically yeah. peeled off and... Uh-huh. I could see I could see the rafters inside. So I was like, it's supposed to rain some more, so I'm not going to – I need to do something about this. So I took the old shingles, and I went to the Ace Hardware and got some roofing nails real quick. So I got out there, and I, I pinned them back down the best I could until I could get a, a roofing company in to take care of it. So yeah. I was out there. The wind was whipping across the roof, and I'm <laughs> nailing this thing down. My wife is is so I was able to go out the the master bedroom window and just step right onto the sunroom. So my wife's okay. in the window, handing me shingles and nails out the window, and I'm Teamwork. I'm taping them or, or nailing them down. That's epic. So that was that was my experience this morning. It's a little exciting. <laughs> I uh, if we're oh, sharing. If we're sharing channeling inner Dave stories, uh, <laughs> my channeling the inner Dave, uh, we made a second desk and I used um, the legs for my surface planer, old um, surface planer, and then I basically just put an extra leg out and put a table on it. But I was out in my garage in my pajama pants and my flip flops 
doing woodworking. And I'm like, nice. Yes, I, I got the Dave. That's Dave a beautiful thing, dude. There's nothing better than that. That's like, that's perfect. Only thing better than that would be in your underwear. Well, Dave, <laughs> I, I saw you, you got tagged in some post and it was the steel toe Crocs. Yeah. Was like, he, thanks for the inspiration <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he snatched my picture up. I was happy that at least tagged me in it. Yeah, it's it's funny. I, some, it's like some some kind of shock shop company or work. I don't know. See it's a workstation. Yeah, a second desk, but I basically made it out of the cheap bent metal legs that came with that that surface. Nice. Oh yeah, I see it. Yeah. Hey. it looks like a little Delta color. It's actually the legs. Uh, I think it was Craftsman. I think it's a Craftsman. Craftsman. Yeah, they're all kind of the same, I guess, anymore. Yeah. The Quarantine Catch-Up with James, Evan, and Dave. Yo, man, were we talking about were we talking about parts washers with? Was I talking about parts washers with you guys? Yes. I, I said I, I said I wanted to get one, and then I saw your post on that dude. behemoth you got. That thing was sweet. Dude, they're out of control, man. It's the best money I've ever spent, and I I didn't spend much. It was like seventy five bucks on Facebook Marketplace, made here in America. God damn it! But it's it's like it's such a game changer, man. Like. Uh, I didn't realize the efficiency that you could clean dirty parts. Like I, with, my, with my diesel in it. Yeah, yeah, it's just, <laughs> that's so weird. I never would have thought that diesel would be a good, um, a good solvent. But I guess so. You need to there. clean up, clean up the whole truck using that parts cleaner, and then pour the diesel in the tank and get it started. It's it's the full cycle. The circle full is complete. Circle. Yeah. Super <laughs> <rust>. <laughs> the truck, right in the fire truck. Yeah, it's just, the know, trucks it's drive on the rust. The trucks turn into rust <laughs> and trucks drive on the rust. Right. Yes. <laughs> it's like the dinosaurs make the fossil fuel, the fossil fuel makes the, you know, ashes to fuel. ashes, rust to rust. And oh then, my god. <laughs> it's almost Easter. Yeah, yeah really. Zombie True. Jesus Day, right? I don't even know what day it is sometimes. It's getting kind of crazy. Yeah. What is it? Is it Wednesday? It's Thursday, man. Oh. Dave missed work today. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's been in the shop. He's been in the shop for four <laughs> days straight. <laughs> uh, I've been pooping in the corner. Like. <laughs> can you can you tell when get day? truck done? If if the door if the big door is closed, can you even tell what time of day it is without looking no. at it? No, you cannot. It's weird. Yeah. I try and keep the door cracked like a few feet enough so that like people won't come in and bother me, but. Um, when I am concerned about sound, yeah, it's bad. I really want to, like, I've got some spots where there used to be um, skylights that I want to have reopened up so that I can have some sense of what the hell's going on in the world, but it's weird, man. I could be in here for days and have no idea. 
Nice. Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, that's something. By the way, if you want to go stir crazy in a quarantine mode, how about you smash your phone on your (laughs) project? Yeah, you did good. Did you kill your phone? Oh, yeah, dude. I sent you guys messages saying if you're texting, I can hear the text come out, but my phone is destroyed. Oh, jeez. And you want oh to know how God. I did it? You want to, This is brilliant, right? I got one window. Middle of the night, I wake up uh, after getting the kids to sleep, and I'm like, oh, I have energy, and I, I don't mind getting all dressed out to go out in the cold and like keep working. I'm motivated. I can, I can do this. Yeah. I go out. I get the table saw, tabletop on all by myself. Nice. Jimmy's nice. up there. I got the um, – the shaper tool cleaned up and bolted on and the table on that one. And I was feeling super accomplished and I was covered in all that like orange brown dirt rust that was on it. Yeah. So I was patting it all off and it was on my coveralls and my car heart. I was like smacking myself. I'm like, Oh, I know what I can do. I just took the car heart off and I was bumping it against my snowblower because, you know, just kind of like beating out a, a, a dirty rug. Yeah. And it was the first day that I'd ever gotten my cell phone to work with Bluetooth speakers. So it was the first time ever in my shop that my phone was not sitting next to my speakers. However, it sounded like it had always sounded like my phone was going to be over there. So I smack nice. off my dust. I walk over to the stereo. I don't see my phone. And I go, oh, my God. And I reach into my pocket. And it's just like all this beautiful glass dust (laughs) that's so brutal dude i'm sorry (laughs) but for the next week while i was waiting for my new phone this phone wasn't dead it just had a dead screen so i would get every alarm would go off and the only way i could shut the alarm off at five in the morning was to turn it off but it would turn itself back off turn itself back on every five minutes the only way to turn off the alarm is to beat it against the snowblower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and then every text message, every evil email, every uh, WhatsApp, every Facebook, everything would beep and chime and ding, and I would not have any oh, way to see any of it. Geez, that's that great. sucks so bad. Bonkers. It's like, all right, you're in isolation, and here's the rest of the world just letting you know conversations are going on, and it's like, ah. <laughs> You're missing out on the latest memes. What are you going to do? I know. How can I quarantine if I can't giggle at memes? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, that sucks. So wait, are you you're back up and running now then or no? I, I, I am. I have a Samsung Galaxy. Okay. Nice. S10. I got it. Hear it oh, dude, another good quarantine story. I got this. I got this refurbished. Um, huh? I think... Online, it was 550 bucks. No, it was $600 with shipping. Um, my buddy texted me and said, dude, weightlifting equipment is gold. I have these old, uh, have you ever seen Bowflexes? Those Bowflex like dumbbells where you can adjust from five. And it pulls the weight yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. So I've, had those, I've had those for 12 years. I did P90X, you know, a lifetime ago. And... Um, for the last five years, they've just been holding baby gates from getting pulled over, right? And my buddy's like, dude, you can make twice as much on these because every every meathead needs to gym and everything's closed and they can't buy because all of the, well, you know, Dick's Sporting Goods isn't really an essential business, so they can't go to the gates. 
and, and Amazon sold out. So I, I, he was like, just put them up for 500 bucks. And I put them up for $500 and on Facebook marketplace, I got in a bidding war. People were oh my God. up to each other. And I was like, no, I just sold this. This guy's trying to figure out how to get here. And the guy's like, I'll give you $700 if you drive to Michigan. It's like, oh. <laughs> drive to Michigan. Holy <laughs> cow. The guy that bought it. So I got it for, I sold them for $550, which paid for my phone. So literally weight, just dead weight paid for the power of technology in my pants. I, I swear I've seen those things for sale for like 50 bucks before. Yes. <laughs> it's one of those things you, you know you won't get your money back. And then, I, and then I was curious. You look around the rest of Facebook Marketplace. People are selling other dumbbells and the squat bars and stuff for thousands of dollars, like double, triple their money. And you see it getting sold, 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 sold. And people, they'll start the, the, the thing going, hey, man. Why are you selling it for $500? These are like 300 new. And I'd go, check eBay. I could put this up for bid and get $800. (laughs) And the guy's like, okay, $490. I'm like, all right. So clearly you were trying to lowball me, but you know what game you're playing. (laughs) Yeah, right. My first video, pal. Oh, man. But my phone was exploding. I was so happy when one guy actually said he would be able to drive all the way here. I was like, there are 15 people screaming at me in like the worst Facebook etiquette ever trying to get either a steal or to like bid each other out and like tell me I'm crap for doing this. I'm like, oh, yeah. I just need a new phone and you guys are all going to pay for it. Yeah. Fuck it. Never, fill, some, uh, never... fill some uh, Home Depot buckets with concrete and sell them as weights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I was thinking I feel like scrap metal would go, we could make a big bucket of scrap metal. Be just yeah. Dude, you could just bench that block. Yeah. Oh, prison yard workout. <laughs> yeah. That's cool, man. I'm glad you were able to get your phone replaced, too. That's like, you know, were you, did you like an online? Store? Yeah, I used an online store, and it, um, Verizon wasn't doesn't have any open stores, so I had to find another place that was selling phones, and I found a, a small business that was selling refurbished phones, and I think that's why the shipping was so fast, is they were just desperate to take your money because all the big companies are only doing essential orders so everybody was like oh two weeks yeah it's like oh god two weeks without a phone like i need this for work i need this for life for everything yeah yeah i need this to watch everybody else restore their tools because i don't get any time to do that (laughs) (laughs) oh good shit so should we know dave's not dave's not crushed underneath a truck in philadelphia you might need our help yeah (laughs) <laughs> yes no crushings are going on yet i should probably take the cab down to the ceiling but i don't feel like it. we see dave we see dave getting crushed and james is like don't worry buddy i'm on my way i'll be there in five hours just stay just stay calm hey if it's not a blizzard and i'm not driving a u-haul i should be able to beat five hours <laughs> yeah you've done it once you already know the route i do yeah and this time i'll be able to see the road uh, fringe benefit, yeah. The quarantine catch-up with James, Evan, and Dick. Dude, did you guys read the article? Sent you? When did you message it? I sent it in the text. You guys didn't see this last night. Remind me. 
it's the rrstar.com. They posted about this vintage Rock Rockford word, woodworking machine that's bound for a museum. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just pulled it out. So it's a 1910. It's a it's a jo- giant joiner, and 4,230 pound variety woodworker. <laughs> But I, I was reading, I'm like, you know, this is the same story you see. Guy's been sitting on it forever. Yeah. Uh, it was being used. Then it was sold to someone whose eyes were bigger than their reality. So they stored it for 40 years. Another guy listed <laughs> it. You know, same story we all hear. And yeah. then it was, oh, everybody's kicking in 40 grand to restore a vintage machine. And they think it's going to take nine months. That's ridiculous. Like, I'm like, okay, so either the 40 grand's got to be somebody's salary. Yeah. Because they basically said, oh, it doesn't have a scratch on it. Everything rolls so smoothly. Everything moves. It's all perfect there. But we yeah. need 40 grand to make it museum worthy. I'm like, oh, That's my ridiculous. gosh. That's ridiculous. That's, like, unless the guy's, the guy's probably asking, maybe the person who's restoring it's like, I need you to pay me $100 an hour to restore this machine. And that's why it's going to cost that much. I mean, they they go on to talk about how they're going to go through the entire process of the Greeley manual and reshim and resurface everything. um, I I guess if they're going back to factory spec, I guess. Break some paint on and call it a day. Even still, yeah, there's got to be some labor hours being paid through that because if you have every single piece and you're basically doing a cleanup and reinspect, you've got to be spending most of your time on grease uh, and oil and just time just yeah. to check things out. Unless, unless for some reason it's all there and it's all running, but it's not, I don't know, true. Then, I don't know. Then there'd be a lot of machining in that, but it doesn't sound like that was what, where they were going with it. It sounded like everything looked perfect when they opened the box up, so... I was when I saw fifty grand for a restoration project. I was to be a museum piece. Yeah, I, you know what though? Like on the other hand, like if you think about what it would cost, what it costs to have like a car professionally restored. I mean, forty grand—that's small potatoes for like a real, really high-end class, you know, first-class job. I mean, you're talking about. Well, if they have, easy, if, you know? if you had to do like a lot of fabrication and body work and stuff, yeah, but sure. So, so, yes. But a car can do more with its engine besides spin in a circle. Like yeah, you can move and you can turn and accelerate. Like this thing turns on, has a ton of torque, and rolls a a belt which rolls some blades. Like yeah, I, I but, don't. I mean, know. I feel like the concept is similar as far as like, all right, you gotta pay somebody to fucking. You know, check well, everything, and the guy's probably gonna want to make sure everything's within tolerance. Yeah, and, yeah, blah, and if, blah, if you blah, need, if you if you are going to factory spec, you're gonna have to, you know, check those surfaces, and and if it does need machine work, you're gonna have to find somebody that has a big machine in order to work on that. So yeah, sure. I'm I'm sure the majority is probably for shop fees and and yeah. you know, calibration and stuff, and I'm sure they're probably paying whoever it is is working on it. I don't know. I, 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 I guess maybe I don't appreciate the museum nature because if it's going to sit on display. Well, it might be a working museum. Like, like it's a museum piece, but they actually use it like they have a running wood shop. Like, 
Like you in mainstream Baltimore kind of deal or a lot of those places. Yeah. 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 Either I, you guys are not to change the subject. Have either of you ever been there, the museum industry in Baltimore? Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, I've been there. It's sweet. Oh, it's awesome. So they cool. have a Same. massive Chambersburg power hammer sitting right out in front of the building. Yes, they do. Yeah, uh, James, if you're ever going to be down this way, dude, we, we need to have a, a class trip to the fucking Yeah. Man, man, mandate, mandate to Baltimore. You mandated mandate. Yep. It'd be amazing. Mandate. <laughs> I wish I'd been there a half dozen times for, you know, when I lived in Baltimore, people always got married there. But this was before I was even remotely interested in any of this shit. So, like, I feel like I kind of missed, I missed the boat a little bit. You know, I like, didn't appreciate any of the stuff that was there. It was a cool place. I, I love that yeah. machine shop. Super cool. Yeah, all belt. Uh, they have a line shaft uh, machine shop there, James. We yeah, we got there right when it opened in the morning, and the guy was getting the uh, forge going because he was going to do a blacksmith demonstration. I was the yeah. only one standing there, and he's like, "Hey, you want to see it run?" So he goes and turns the line shaft on, and all the machines start going. And I'm like, "Oh, this is so cool." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it's pretty epic. Little did he know. He was talking to a vice Roy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I did. I, I, I scoped out all the vices and then he's lucky I didn't get out of there with three or four of them. But <laughs> hey, you're a big boy. You can pick up a 250 pound vice and run off with it. <laughs> no, dude, I, I, I did that. And I, I deadlifted a apprentice 58 in and out of the bed of my truck. And that was, that was not fun. Oof. Wouldn't want to do that again. What what's uh how big is that one? That was like that was like two hundred and sixty five. That's fine. I mean, plus it it's not that it was really heavy. I mean I I deadlift more than that, but like it was to the tailgate height, so it was pretty high for that amount of weight. Sure. It's always a little awkward too, like just the you know you know That was before my engine crane days. That was that was just like I'm a meathead. I'm gonna lift this out, pick things up, and put them down, kind of thing. Right, right. Strong solution versus the smart solution. Yeah. I get well, it. while we're on vices, how how is it possible that you are able to like every vice on Instagram faster than I can? Oh, he's good. He's hey, fast. Hey, oh yeah. The vice. You see, you see him all. <laughs> the vice is up there for three minutes. And the only like in front of me is Evan. Like, yeah. Hell. Well, because I, I either follow them already or they get suggested to me just in my feed. And I like them just scrolling through. Oh, I mean, I, I like a ton of people and I've been picking up more and more, more vice uh, restoration guys. But I don't know. Do you, if, are, they're all your like top friends. I don't even know what's, what's it called in Instagram? Close followers. friends. Followers. No. Oh, um, yeah, close friends. You get ring for notification. Be like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna load this live for our fans to like first, so that James yeah, yeah. Still three minutes after it's up. I don't know. I've, follow, I've seen them. Follow those people or like get notifications for people that certain people that post. Uh, I would yeah, like I, I follow like actual people, and then I follow certain hashtags. So when something uh, new pops up in that hashtag, I see it. Uh, that's why. Yeah, you should check that out, dude. Like, there's. I, I always I follow like the restoration hashtag and you wind up seeing a lot of really cool shit that way. Yeah, I I've got some random ones, woodworking ones, uh, yeah. like the scrap metal project ones are cool. Right. 
some of the like abandoned cars and abandoned houses are, are kind of neat artistic um, pages, but yeah. Oh yeah, you turn me on to that one girl, like the Queen of Rust or something. Yeah, she's cool. <laughs> she she's is really super hot too. Cool. <laughs> Very cool chick, super good photography, and she. I don't remember where she lives, somewhere, I think one of the Carolinas, but it just must be a treasure trove of like old abandoned neighborhoods or, or towns and cars, but Got really, be. really cool stuff. But speaking of projects, though, Dave, isn't it time that we found another Universal Woodworker for James? <laughs> I mean, it has been a few months. Well, yeah. I'm on the look because our text message conversation I was promised that we were going to hang the next one upside down from Dave's ceiling. And, and yes, yes. Yes, stage of mannequins. Yes, right. That's right. Right, right. The, the up, what do we call it? The, like the Oddity Museum or something? Yeah. <laughs> we can do that any day now, man. I don't know what the holdup is. Let's, let's make it happen. Come on. I mean, that's in quarantine, you can make an income. You just stand in there in your underwear and your, your rocks <laughs> and give people a tour of all the hanging oddities. You can well, socially distance in the garage with me. It'll be great. I mean, James, really, what's what's the plan for your, your other one then, now that you got the nice one going? What are you going to do with the other one? Uh, so through all of this, I've been drawing out the extension to my garage, um, which is going to be the dedicated woodworking. The, the total man cave goal was to have a two-car wide garage so I could park my cars, work on my cars, have a welding station and, and have a whole woodworking shop. So cars came first. So I have a two car garage uh, and I've been looking at making an addition. Um, and the thought is I fell in love with Crescent first for their band. So with table saw and total uh, disrepair at this point due to my own negligence and not knowing what I was getting into. I was thinking I could rig up the bandsaw to be a standalone. I could I could weld up a, a base for it to sit on and put a, a motor in line with the back of it so I could get to the pulleys to the to the clutch, I mean. Do you think um, do you think it's salvageable, dude? I mean like, you know, as your skill set develops and you get more different tools and different shit, do you think it's possible to get it fixed and Oh yeah, for sure. The, yeah, okay. there, I mean, there's a few tools that I'm just lazy and don't want to spend the money on right now while I'm still in project mode. Um, a, a nice big press. Actually, I could even take the table saw into town and go to like um, an auto shop and probably help help me get it apart. But I cracked the um, the casting that has the integrated bearing housings in it, so I'm uh, I'm terrified if I push on it anymore, I'm gonna split the whole table saw cast base in two and it'll never go it'll never line up to have the arbor sitting in right now. so that's why it's been just totally stop mode i now have a new complete universal that's almost ready to go and my thought is i can get the the crescent bandsaw which is what i first felt running and then i could have you know total splurge setup with um you know maybe a half inch blade or a, a um, three-eighths blade in the Sydney, and then I could set up the Crescent to be a resaw, a uh, specific bandsaw, which would be super luxury mode, but that would be really cool. I just have to yeah. figure out my footprint, how to have both of those massive bandsaws in the same room. Um, 
what would you would you need a special base for the for the standalone to make it standalone from what it is now? Yeah, that, that's the weird part about this crescent is they were experimenting with um, how they lined up the crescent bandsaw on the t- on the base. Yeah. Uh, base was kind of the, the part where everything was that's like the the flange that got all the tools on the same place. And the yeah. year I have the nineteen the early nineteen thirties. Uh, it's cantilevered off of the base. Right. So if I took it off the base, it actually has this like angle bracket, um, <laughs> four bolt pattern down, two bolt in the side, where I'd have to basically create a block that had legs, almost like an engine hoist um, base, where it had two legs that kicked back out and redistributed the weight back right. up past the wheels. Um, but now that I've got my welders all set up, I could go weld something up and uh put it on the ground or i could just um pour something into the the concrete foundation and, and bolt the uh the bandsaw into the just into the building if i wanted to that'd be cool yeah so that's what i'm playing around with ultimately it is a procrastination because now i have a machine that is much closer to working order Oh, right. My focus is on getting that working and, and having that as my go-to and getting rid of all of my other junky like Ryoko saw and chop saw and stuff that yeah. I don't need anymore. But what, what was the what was the total weight on the new one that we moved? Like when it was all together? What's what's the weight? Um, <clears throat> was it thirteen hundred? No, way more than that. Huh. So in the in the Parts man- manual. I don't have it on the table here. Actually, no, I do. That's too much to find. I think the shipped weight for the whole thing with aisle five tools was four thousand pounds. No, oh, wow. Uh, okay. So with all the the doodads I got, it's got to be at least that. And that's why I had to get the certain size U-Haul is because that U-Haul had a ten thousand pound capacity, and the okay. size small the size smaller was three thousand, somewhere around that thirty five hundred. And that's where I was worried I was going to go break a U-Haul through this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Well, with the $20 no, that was good. policy, it wouldn't even matter. Yeah. <laughs> you roll up that's to the cool. U-Haul return carrying the axle. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what happened. <laughs> the doors. U-Haul. Sorry, I killed your van. Yeah. The person <laughs> falls out of the back and takes the door with it. <laughs> Convert and... No, it's like the one. Did you guys see the one in the parking lot when we picked it up? I was there. There was one where the uh, what do they call it? The the mother-in-law shelf or something. You know, on the mom's attic. Mom's attic. Thank you. Yeah, the uh, mom's attic is that like shelf part over the cab. Uh Uh, The truck next to ours, the whole passenger corner was gone. Oh, like shit. From huh. from the the mom's attic like mini wall all the way to the middle point and then up to the roof the whole corner was gone like a tree had either gone through it or just taken it off I have no idea how they did that but it <laughs> JD JD was looking at the trucks he's like it's not this one right and I wasn't paying attention I'm like oh no it's this one over here he's like good because that one looks like you got shot with a can. <laughs> <laughs> So when you when you when you went up when you got home and you returned it you just had to drop it off and give them the keys like it's already paid for like you didn't have to do anything else. Yeah, yeah, there was a Dropbox on um, 
the local U-Haul shop. So they make you go through this whole process of taking pictures of the pipes and where it's parked. And you can submit that all through the website. And then you put your keys in the little Dropbox. And then the local guy basically gets it checked in and gets what it looked like when it was dropped off. So from your perspective and their perspective, they have some data for liability and all that. Mm. It's pretty. It's pretty convenient. When I when I went and picked up uh, the the printing press stuff, it was the same way. Like you just leave it. Basically, when you're done, you just leave it there, and they'll you know if there's any issues, they'll contact you. Kind of deal. Yeah. It's really, just easy. Ch- cheap too. I mean, relatively cheap too. I definitely use them again. <laughs> The Quarantine Catch-Up with James, Evan, and Dave. Find me, find me a Bridgeport. We gotta go to, um, we gotta Fazio, go to, uh, Fazio's? No, well, they have some of the knockoff ones, if you wanted one for a little cheaper. Do you want a, do you want a jet? Yeah, I mean, I, like, you Jet I mean, like, I, I'd, I'd love to have, like, a genuine bridge for it. That's what I want. We got to go to Cook's, dude. Cook's is where they – I got mine from Cook's. Yeah, I, 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 went, the I went there, and okay. he had one – he had one for uh, – you know, it had a DRO. It had – it was a step pulley. It had a DRO. It yeah. had power power feed, and he said it was 2600 Oh shit! I paid seventeen hundred for mine. You just gotta get, gotta go when they or get one when they've got a good deal on them. I don't know if I mean, you if you've got one that's all tuned up and ready to go. Two grand is is a decent. Yeah, I mean that that's what I was willing to like. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, but I mean he he had like ten or fifteen of them sitting there. Like it well, he wasn't short on on bridge forts. He he said he could like I was just asking him. I wasn't really interested. I I went there to pick up that machine base. And I was just looking at him, and he said, you know, this one's pretty much ready to go, 2600 I'm sure he would bargain a little bit, but he said, yeah. you know, if you wanted one cheaper, you could get the one that has the, the round ram, not the regular column. Oh, don't, don't get that. It's not even enough. Yeah. They, they're, really hard to, um, they're really hard to get them trammed up because they, they, with, the, with, the, with the dovetail style ram, it stays relatively square. Like, I, yeah. what am I trying to say? I, I just got some good advice early on about the uh, the M head style ones with the round ram. There, you should avoid them. They're very, yeah, very. He cool. said he said those ones were cheap. Yeah, did, they are because nobody did, wants them. Did the one that that you were looking at have accessories like a readout or all the vices and tooling? No, it, it didn't come with it. Didn't come with anything like tooling or a vice. It 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 was a step head pulley. I think it was a two horsepower motor. Um, he said it runs good and there, you know, it was the long table. It wasn't the short table Nice. and it had the, it had the genuine Bridgeport power, power feed on it. Okay. And, and a DRO. And he said, yeah, that was 2,600. Yeah. I mean, that's not a, I mean, that's not a bad deal if you want all the bells and whistles straight out the gate, but you know, you might be able to get one for a little cheaper and then just deck it out with some Chinesium DRO and stuff like that. <laughs> I would try and hold off on finding one that already has an old school power, uh, at least an X-axis crossfeed on it. Uh, that's really, really helpful. For I yeah, I mean, I, I was I was looking to go into it for you know two thousand to get yeah. a decent one. 
Yeah. I, want, I want the long table. I would love to have, you know, the, the, what is it? The, the long axis on the table is the Y, right? Or no, the long the axis is the, is the X. Is the X. Okay. So I, I, I want, I want X, I want X power feed at, at least. Yeah. And that, that's about it. I mean, a, DR, a DRO would be great, but if it doesn't have one, I'll, I can buy one later. Right. Absolutely. But sometimes yeah. I've heard I've heard nightmare stories about people trying to install DROs and they mess them up and they don't do it right and they. I mean, I feel like if you get it right, it's not. Uh, yeah, I mean, you gotta think about some of the people that are you know talking making horror stories though. Well, some I know. I I'm, like... I'm sure I. I'm sure like I could do it, but like those those glass scales, like if you if you knock them the wrong way, they're just dead. Yeah, yeah, you have to be really careful. <laughs> yeah, but I, dude, we should go to Cooks together one time, man. I love going there, and, and they, um, they do have a lot of inventory. Oftentimes, uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes, like the stuff will already be spoken for. Like if I talked with one of the brothers one one time there. It's like these two old brothers that run the place. Yeah, and um, they get these. She said, like I think his words were, "We get a bunch of little Asian guys in suits that come by, and they'll just ship fill up a few shipping containers worth of them." And send them back to wherever they're fuck they're from, kind of deal. Excuse my language, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean that's that's where all of our manufacturing goods are going, to like Indonesia and I think that was like like Malaysia, those kind of yeah, buying that stuff up wholesale. Do you think uh, do you think with all this pandemic and quarantining that people are going to freak out and start selling old machines, or do you think people are going to hold on to them and and try and upsell them? I don't know. Um, I mean, guys are hurting for cash, and they got something yeah, people, they can sell. Yeah, people need money, and usually, you know, there's there's somebody who maybe isn't the most well off, but they have some machine shop that's been in the family for three generations, and they need some cash, so they might be willing to sell some stuff. Yeah, see it. Definitely see that. Yeah. I mean, I haven't really, I haven't really been on the marketplace too much recently. Um, It'd be interesting to, that's an interesting thing that we could, you know, kind of look at if you were interested to see some analysis. I, I bet, I bet there is some, some older stuff coming up on sale. Although I don't think you're going to get any good deals right now. I think people are going to try and get as much money as they can for what they've got. Might be tougher. I don't know. Yeah. You know, let alone trying to pick something up and, you know, being around people. Yeah. True. Imagine going like the physical labor involved in moving something heavy. And and then trying to do all that in you know rubber gloves and a mask. Yeah, God, no, no really thanks. Extra. Yeah, yeah, there was there was no small amount of breathing all over each other trying to get that stupid <laughs> machine into the truck. There would have been it's possible to do six feet of distance. And that is so, how the restoration podcast yeah. melded together as a unit. <laughs> so breathing. I'd have to I'd have to re I'd have to think about it again. When, you know, when I get serious about it, but um, as much as I would love to have the Bridgeport in my basement, it just logistics of getting it because I don't have a way to get to the back of the house. Right. And I mean, I'm, I'm sure I could take it completely apart and then move it one piece at a time. But then even the base, you know, the base has got to be a thousand pounds by itself. It is and just just getting that through the yard. I'm sure it can be done some way, but it's just that would be a pain. Yeah, you probably and don't want to. So I think I'm just going to, since since my, my truck, I already tried it. My truck doesn't fit in the garage. It's it's a huge garage, but it still doesn't fit. I need like okay. six inches, but it just doesn't go. Don't we and, all? Yeah. 
And so I think it's just I'm gonna have I'm gonna have my bandsaw and my table saw up there, and I think when I do get the bridge for it, it's just gonna park itself in the garage, and I'll run a circuit up there so I can use it in the garage. What a in the basement. That would be cool. This is always this is always something I've thought about. I've never had a basement shop, but what are you gonna do about dust and smoke and if you had a bridge port you'd have metal chips? Like you gotta be all over that or you're just gonna track it all over your house, right? Yeah, you do. Well the nice <laughs> the nice thing though is that like if I did have it in the basement, the place I would put it, it's concrete walls and a concrete floor. So it's not it's not the craziest thing to clean up. It's not like they would get stuck anywhere the sure. chips and stuff so it, it would be a quick cleanup um but yeah there's there's certain considerations you'd have to have you gotta you gotta strip it so your family doesn't go crazy yeah i know even I in the know. garage Dude, oh, my 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 uh ex-wife hated having the basement shop because i always tracked sawdust all over the house and like anytime i ran anything really dusty the dust would come up through the floorboards into oh. the first floor and coat everything with dust, and that was not something that she appreciated. You need to get some dust collection, man. Yeah, yeah that would have helped probably. So, Even one of those those jet. Um, I just got one in my classroom. I love the thing, the jet filter boxes that hang from the ceiling. Oh yeah, they're great. No shit. Yeah, How I, I have to change that out. What's that? How often do you have to change those out? I always oh, see dude. throw up in the, the highest part of their ceiling. I'm like, how often are you getting up there? I You'd have to do it. Like I did one project with my kids, and the the front filter was completely full. I had to bang it out to get the – like it has it has a regular like house filter on the outside, and then it has yeah. three, three micro bag filters on the inside, and those weren't getting hardly anything. But that outside filter was completely – caked with with dust and i had to knock it off tw twice actually Believe in the it. matter of like a month Jeez. Okay. yeah i always i always thought they'd be kind of annoying uh I, I kind of one of one of the guys i know up here has one of the when versions of them and he said that he was basically constantly cleaning it and it was a kind of a pain in the ball so i just never but never hey i mean that that dust that i'm knocking off that filter is dust that isn't laying all over my classroom and dust that i didn't breathe in so i'm, I'm happy with it I hear that. I hear that. That's one of those things that you go down a slippery slope, like designing a new shop. Uh, I, you know, you go down the the rabbit hole on so many things. Like, oh, I can I can integrate dust collection in the uh, concrete pour, or I can have it run through the rafters, or I can put in a cupola with a freaking fan that like do an air exchange. I've seen some fancy uh, midlife crisis woodworking shops. Right, right. Now I want all the whistles. <laughs> I'm gonna spend all yeah. my money on a shop, and I'll never make something again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm scared though. I'm scared what my midlife crisis is gonna be if I'm already like this with tools and vices. Probably gonna be something really mundane like knitting or something. <laughs> I've really gotten to crocheting. <laughs> their, their podcasts still rank higher than ours. So unreal. People, if you're out there, give us some likes and some love. Yeah. Please do. Gosh. Take the knitters down. The, the old grannies are out there podcasting like crazy. Well, <laughs> that was another thing I was thinking about. Like, we're all quarantined and sad. Opie's sitting around our rooms all day. But it's like, if you were retired in a retirement home, you would be killing some podcasts right now. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm just, I'm always shocked that they know what podcasts are. This is, this is a public service announcement. Everybody listening to this, go call your grandparents if you still have them. 
Yeah. Make sure yeah. they're still alive. Give them a call. No, just tell them you love them. That's it. <laughs> we'll be here long. Any, any family member in general, give them a call. See how they're doing. The Quarantine Catch-Up with James, Evan, and Dave. Oh, goodness. I'm sitting here working on this block, and I'm contemplating how awesome... Um, I'm going to do an electrolysis treatment on this whole block and it's going to get all the rust out of the oil galleys and the, um, and all the passages and everything like that. I'm super stoked right now. I'm like sticking my finger in manifold holes, getting rust and nastiness out. Dave, you know what, you know what you need? You need to get, you know, those chemical containers that are plastic on the inside and they have like that wire frame or not like, it's like a metal aluminum frame around the outside. Yeah, and it has exactly like a, a nozzle in the, in the bottom. Yep. Yeah. The guys take those things and they cut the tops of them off and fill them with cleaning solution. And then, you know, with your chain hoist, you can dunk, you know, massive things in there and let it sit for a while. And it's a great idea. Clean. Oh, but on that topic, do you guys know Anthony Shelton? Anthony, what's up, dude? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. Anthony Shelton. Shelton Films, he's, he's cool. Yeah, he's cool yeah. He, he responded back to me after our last uh, episode on, on chemicals. Have you guys heard about using feed-grade molasses? I have heard about using molasses. No, I've, never, I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah, he, he, he dropped some serious knowledge on me uh, and said you could go one part molasses, nine to ten parts water, and you can get molasses at, like, tractor supply or something. Um, and... Put something in a, kiddie, in a kiddie pool and just, but the problem is you got to give it time, but the yeah. cost is like a dollar a gallon, really, once you wow. make it. But, what, um, what for like paint removal or rust removal or what? Yeah, like r- r- rust and, and, uh, what do you say here? It's super slow, may have some soap for a couple weeks. I believe Evaporust is a catalyzed version of this process. Ooh. Wow, how about that? Wow. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I'd always heard, I've seen some videos recently, this guy. That, that does body work on old cars he will soak like an entire um like entire body panels of cars in molasses for like a, yeah a couple weeks takes them out and then they're like they're fine but i mean i live in a big city i kind of feel like there's not anywhere that i can buy molasses from i'm just thinking of like you know out in the, the hills somewhere and the molasses comes in a bottle with like three x's on it you know like i don't it's not really available Dude, where I live. You're saying that's that funny because I, I have... Philadelphia doesn't have tractor supply? You guys aren't farming? What? That's weird. I'm not a lot of urban <laughs> farmers up in this, uh, this large metropolitan city. Dude, Maybe I have a... hydroponic operations? I don't know. <laughs> in my shop, I have a five-gallon old, old-school five-gallon metal bucket. I forget exactly what it says, but it says such and such company, molasses company. So I, okay. I have a five gallon metal bucket from back in the day that molasses must have been in. It's it's kind of oh, cool. What, what is it? It's like a sweetener, right? I mean, like what else is it used for other things? Yeah, you can bake, bake with it, cook with it, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it, it's it's kind of like a sweet feed for for livestock. You don't give them very much, but uh, it's included in. Different makeups of of uh, when you get this wrong, but what do they call it? Not grain, but um, like yeah. feed mixtures. Yeah, almost like a treat for livestock, but you know, you okay. some some sugars and whatever else. Your cows are very well behaved. You give them some molasses. 
not a vet, no no knowledge of animal husbandry or any of that, but I know yeah. um, That's good. Good good to know. I, I might you know, if I need to do a bigger batch of something, I might need to try that out and just let it sit for a while. I've also heard like if you so one of the guys I work with says he's like a big fan of using lye. So like if you take lime and mix it with water, uh, and I can't remember if that would exactly what he said, but I believe he said using like lye and making a mixture of it or a diluted mixture of it and just soaking the parts in that for a certain period of time will basically strip all the paint and, and yuckiness off of them. Huh. Yeah. I don't That's know. Cool. That's all I got on that. No follow-up. I, I know. I know. Um... I'm studying up here uh, for the listeners. We we are intending on doing um, tool-specific episodes where we go through the breakdown and restoration of di- different topics, and it, it got me getting my bandsaw book out. One of the, the fun facts uh, I saw on there is if you have to replace your, your bandsaw wheels, you can use lacquer thinner, and that'll get all the glue from old tires up. Oh yeah, the old. Sometimes you see those things, and they're old and cracked and stuck, and they oh, come they're off. I've seen people go at them with chisels. I'm like, oh my god, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can get pretty nasty. That's a good. That's a good thing to keep in mind, though. Yeah. They don't what? make bandsaw tires like they used to either. Like I, I recently had to change mine out, and the ones that I replaced it with, I was not happy with at all. They're like yeah. these orange rubber. They're kind of hard. They don't really have any kind of. Um, you know, rubber's got like kind of a little bit of a grip to it, I guess. They didn't really have any of that going for them at all. I think I have the same ones, Dave. Yeah. Are your tires glue in, or do they have the snap track in the middle? Uh, they mine, were just, I don't. Yeah, mine were just, just like big rubber, big rubber bands, and you stretch them out over the the wheel. Yep. Same here. Yeah, you you, you can do some things where you can look for slippage, um, like match mark the uh, tire and the wheel. And if it's slipping, then you go through with a dowel and you glue the whole thing down and it'd probably do a little better. Oh, shit. Now we're is, that, is the tire crowned or is it flat? It's flat. Oh, flat. You want yeah. No, you want a crown tire. That That's like, honestly, man, like that's all you can really get unless you're finding something new old stock. That's kind of like industry standard, I guess, at least as far as import product like that. You can't really get a crown I mean, maybe unless you went to some industrial supplier that had, like, sold proper stuff, you might be able to find it. But Amazon, I mean, you're I only know. getting the flat crap from China. Yeah, I know. Like, I mean, I never had any problems with my blade tracking improperly. Like, you have the tracking knobs on, on yeah. the back of the machine to get the right. wheel to tilt in and out. I've never had a problem with that. And, I I mean, I, I used it for a while before I decided to take it apart to redo it. And it... It never had any problems cutting. Never the blade never slipped. Uh, never had. I mean, if you get the right size, and there's certain like you got to install it properly and go around and make sure that it's not holding in one area tighter than another. You got to kind of like stretch yeah. it out, and make it even. Um, right. So if you do that right, I mean, I think they're they're pretty good. And I'm sure there's a lot of higher quality tires you can buy, but those ones yeah. that just act like rubber bands are they're okay. Yeah, they get the job yeah. done, I guess. They get the job done, but if you're looking for that ideal setup where your teeth are starting to are not compressed, um, just depending on on what kind of blades you're investing in, you can mess with the kerf. Uh, if you got a flat wheel and then you put a, a 
a more aggressive adjustment knob on the top wheel you can end right, up right. chewing your tire or like flexing your your blades much i can see that <laughs> so i miss messing with my bandsaw it's been a while they're like uh I haven't had a really a need to, to do any bandsaw work, and since my shop's been kind of in standby, the floor is well. Now that now that you're doing that that truck, you gotta you yeah. might have to do some sheet metal work, cut some metal, get that gearbox going. Oh, you could do a wooden. Well, how, okay, I guess I gotta ask you because there there are strong opinions. How do you feel about wooden truck beds? Um, I'm not a fan. I mean, like if I was kind of if I worked on a farm or something. I would definitely get that, but I, as far as for, for this build, I, I need, I don't I need, I really want to put an express bed, AKA a metal bed on the back. Um, are you talking about the wooden slats on the bottom? Oh no. Like you'll see people take the whole bed of a truck off and replace it with a, a custom wooden oh. like flat bed or, or, uh, like, yeah, some, some people put really nice wooden runners and stuff on. I know what you mean. Yeah. I mean, like I don't, I don't have a problem with anybody that would like a steak bed like that. I think there's something to them, especially if you if you're really using it for utilitarian purposes. Like my, I've got an old '98 Chevy that I have a um, like the wooden I call it the you know the scrap man uh, sides make it look like Sanford and Son kind of deal, you know. But um, <laughs> but as far as for like a, I wouldn't I can't imagine really a show truck having a wooden wooden bed on it. I don't know. It just seems a little bit less. I don't know. Is that what you want to do is show this truck? I want to drive it every day. I want it to look awesome. Um, I, I, but yeah, so like I'm trying to find a bed and it's tough. I actually, I've got a line on one right now because unfortunately neither one of these trucks came with a bed. Um, and there's a guy not too far from me that has, uh, that has one, but it's like, I'm on the fence about buying it. It's not, it's the price is really good compared to a lot of places. You can buy some like new manufactured bed bedsides for like two grand a per side, like they're out of control. Um, but this guy has one, has the entire bed and all the hardware and accessories for uh, seven hundred and fifty bucks. But it's the wrong, it's the wrong generation. Like it's uh, for uh, like a forty six, and my they changed the design when they built my fifty eight. So, I mean, it's not noticeable to the average consumer, but if I ever decided that I wanted to sell it to anybody that, you know. That a power was, wagon guy would know right away. He'd be like, yo, you got the wrong bed on this truck. Like, instantly, they'd see it, you know. Ooh. What? That's one of the things that you look for is, you know, how many stake pockets, basically, is really what it comes down to. Ultimate um, challenge here, you're doing the restoration uh, what if you consider the truck bed a parts and you made the truck oh. bed? <laughs> I need to get a big, I need to get a massive sheet metal stamp. Well, I guess now I, I could probably make it, I could make it with, with small sheet metal tools. Um, but now I gotta get the, I gotta get the original dude. I gotta have, it's gotta be original, right? Like, you know, everybody's been like, oh, just put it. Yeah, color. that would be awesome. In it. It'll be so Dude, fast. You guys, like, no, you guys gotta, one. you guys gotta look up the video of the guy that bought a brand new Shelby GT500, cut all the skin off off of it, and did custom body work to make it look like like a '68 or '69, 
Oh yeah, like, he, send us a link when you get a chance. That sounds he awesome. he made it. It's a brand new car, but made it look like the old one. It, it's sweet. I like that. See a lot, if I can dude. find There's some really talented guys out there, man. Like just starting. Like there's um so really interesting in the power wagon sort of build community. There's this whole group of guys that that want um, crew cab power wagons, which they never made, right? So these guys are buying two cabs, and they're cutting them right down the middle, basically, uh, and they're putting Gosh. in a whole second row on these trucks and putting like a little, you know, mini five and three quarters inch bed on it and making them into crew cabs. Those those cabs have so much curvature to them. Don't don't they just spend all day bondoing it to make it look seamless? I mean, they would have to. I can't imagine any other way. Not even like, forget forget about the cab, the doors. So the doors on the power wagons, they're kind of <clears throat> they've got a flat. So the the a post, the front where between the windshield and the door, the a pillar is um, kind of angled, and then the b pillar, which is like where the seatbelt would go in, say, is is straight up and down. So the door to have a, a crew cab door, they got to make it so the front and the back are symmetrical. So they basically have to make to make one door. You need two doors, and you gotta cut them in half and weld it straight down the middle. Oh my like gosh! And then you know, so then there's all the sheet metal blending there, where you try and make it look seamless. Like holy crap, you really gotta be good at welding sheet metal and doing body work to get anything, any kind of a decent result from that project. But some of these guys, man, they make it look like it it literally grew there. You know. Yeah, like it rolled off the assembly line. It's so cool to watch. It, the, that type of work does not get enough credit. That is like borderline artistry. Like I compare, I compare that kind of work and like the bondo to make it look perfect to like yeah. drywall mud appliers. You watch some of these guys put up drywall mud and they do it in the matter of an hour and they've got the perfect pull across everything. And so I am so bad at that stuff. I end up putting ten layers on and sanding eleven off. <laughs> it, oh, it is the bane of my existence. I just, if I get an old rusty truck, I'm going to clear coat it and, and love on every single one of those dents and dings because holy, <laughs> I, I hate my life if that's what I had to get done. Ugh. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm a little nervous about the body. Like this mechanical stuff is, I don't want to say it's easy cause it's not, I really don't, I, I have no idea what I'm doing and I'm just sort of you know, doing what I usually do, flying by the seat of my pants, and I'm, I'm learning as I go. But, like, when you're talking about welding on on 66-year-old sheet metal that is, well, it's not irreplaceable, but it's not easily replaceable, like, there's a lot of pressure there. And I am not, I'm like a really scabby, crappy welder as it is on, like, thick metal. <laughs> do you know how to take? Do you know how to take? I have a TIG machine. I don't know how to use it. I, I have it. I've never used it yet. You um, you need to practice a lot if you're gonna don't jump right onto your project if you haven't TIG before. Well, I'm gonna use my plan is to use MIG. I mean, a lot of guys use MIG for body work. You just you know keep it running low and slow and. Um, Do you have a 220 MIG welder? No, I have a 110 hobby welder, which is perfect for doing sheet metal. Yeah. It... It just don't get as clean of a bead. I mean, it'll be poppy and spattery. Are you gonna do? You got a gas? Are you gonna do flux? I, I do have. I do have gas. No, I, I don't. I've never done um, flux wire, but and it, it creates pretty clean welds actually. I, I'm really. 
I'm actually very happy with the results that I've gotten with it. I, I, I say I'm a scabby welder just because I suck. At, I'm not great at welding. I don't practice a lot because I, you know, I just don't haven't had a need to use it a ton. But it produces good work when I when I take my time or when I get I should say when I get into a rhythm and I've gotten some practice. It does create quality work. So good. we'll see how it goes. Should be yeah. cool. I don't have a lot. Of, I, actually, I don't even know if I have a real sheet metal success story. Uh, welding i've done tig and mig and yeah. i've gotten things to stay together but it's with multiple rounds and lots of cleaning and sanding and just being absolutely paranoid i'm about to turn everything in a melty pile of goo <laughs> yeah it's good to be feeling that way that keeps you uh it keeps you focused you know that's important it does i i'm one of those brute force welders i like putting together heavy steel i'm i much rather stick weld than anything if I have sure. if I have the time and the dimensional luxuries. But uh, yeah, but yeah, whatever. To each his own. That's it. I'm with you, dude. I, I don't like the, the the fine work like that. I feel like is like like you said. It's less of a it's less of a science than a, than it is an art. And you know, if you're not an artist with that stuff, you tend to suck. I mean, so we'll see. I would I would spend so much time fretting about it or practicing that I'd, I'd rather just take the door and like epoxy dip it and then sand it down to what it should be and paint it. <laughs> I'm just gonna JB weld the whole like, truck. I, I have preserved, <laughs> the actual truck is in there and now I will just shape it back to what it should be and you know, I won't lose it. And then I also don't have to worry about like turning it into dust. Right, it's, it's very well preserved under six feet of JB weld and epoxy. <laughs> <laughs> the archeologists find it. <laughs> That's right. Perfectly preserved for the future generations. Yeah. Well, yeah. There you go. Then it'll be in a, in a, in a uh, storage container for 40 years, and it'll cost someone 40 grand to take all my oxy work off and try and get back. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Rusty Ramblings with the Restoration Podcast. Oh my goodness. Evan, what is next? What is next for you to accomplish? You've just moved in. Do you have do you have a first or do you have a well, laundry list? I mean I've I've got a bunch of little stuff. I mean I've got the the major stuff moved in um into the new basement and you know it's just figuring out how to set up a new shop and in the space that I have and getting things to work properly and how I want it to be set up and you know my garage is still full of stuff it's it's just it's just stuff right now just moving stuff in and figuring out where it needs to go um not that big a deal but it's still um stuff to move got to have time and it's it's been raining actually quite a bit uh, lately good. so I've been trying to get stuff taken care of, and um, you know, I, I got a good bit. I got a good bit done, but there's still a good bit to go. Moving gotcha. sucks. Moving sucks. Did you keep a rigid uh, separation of your uh, garage and projects from everything else? Or are you going to lose like all of your important stuff in one box that you won't no, find? No, no. I mean, well, I only most of the stuff was just moved just by itself and it didn't need a box and i i only have six boxes so i know where all six boxes are and that has everything wow. that i did i packed up in the boxes six boxes yeah, yeah nice. that's awesome dude you're you're very spartan that's good but then like 
so I, I had my, my dad came over, you know, before the quarantine and stuff started, my dad came over and I had a friend come up who helped me move. And I had him, I had him help me move a, a table out of the basement that I didn't want anymore. A big heavy duty steel top table and my lathe. But then the rest of it, like, it's not that I didn't want their help to help me move. Cause it was a lot of stuff to move. It's just like, I didn't want them moving something. And then I didn't know where it was. No, yeah, just, you just can't accept that anybody else can touch your vice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, my like, God. You sound like a woman. <laughs> no, but listen, listen, listen. I have my shoes I, arranged in a certain way. No, no. Like I operate, I operate like, I'm sure you guys have that time where, if something, you know, is, is all dirty and you haven't cleaned it up in a while and you have stuff laying everywhere, you know where everything is still. Yep. Even though it's not in the spot where it technically should be, you still know where it is. So that was the problem. If if somebody helped me left. move and they touched it and put it somewhere, I didn't know where it was now. I still know where everything is that huh. I moved. So that, that, was, that was the thing I wanted to do. I, like, I had... I'm OCD like that. I have to know where everything is because I have like, I have projects like my bandsaw. Like I have, I have all the pieces of the bandsaw, and they're they're hard to lose. You know the big castings, but like, sure. I have every nut and bolt for that bandsaw, and I'm like, I have to move this myself. I can't let somebody else do this because I won't know where it went, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So complete opposite. I will lose everything in the middle of the same day's worth of projects. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where any of my stuff is. I have to have like four tape measures. I have to have a million pencils and markers because Yeah, some of sometimes set, I like that. Set on a straight edge from one cut to the next. I don't even know where it is. I'm like tripping yeah. over stuff. It's terrible. I struggle with that and so bad too, dude. That's the worst. Sometimes <laughs> I feel like, Go I, feel ahead, like Dave. I feel like sometimes I'll like I get that like uh, crazy look on my face where I'm trying to find something. And I'm just like spinning around in circles, like looking 10 times in the exact same place. Like, where did I put down the thing that I literally just had in my hand? It's, oh, I, I do that. I have works. that not all the time, but I have it sometimes where I'm, I'm on a rampage running around the basement up to the garage through everything. And I'm like, where is my, Oh, here it is. Yep. <laughs> It's in my hand the entire time. Yeah. Have you seen that picture that's been going around lately? It's like guy time in the garage. It's 1% cleaning, 39% complaining, and 60% playing with things you haven't seen in years. Yeah. Yes. That's totally that. true. It's totally true. Totally true. The, the memes are out of control. I mean, they're like some of these guys that make these memes are like just absolutely geniuses. I, I'd love to meet a few of them. Because they're insane genius type dudes, but they're hilarious. I don't understand like how accurate, how they're able to be so accurate with the things that they make. I think there's a Facebook meme generator. Facebook meme? Did you say generator? I think there's there's some big platform that like is supposed to make it pretty easy. I don't know. I've had I'm a sure meme there generator is. app for a while. Fourth, well, I mean, chair, not, if you'd like, not, fourth chair, if you'd like to make some restoration podcast memes, we're all about making fun of each other. Welcome to the table. Yeah, start with start with Dave first. <laughs> the low the low hanging fruit, literally the da low dangling fruit. <laughs> so, did, did I send you something somewhat? I can't. Uh, I'm gonna mess it up. I don't remember who sent it to me. Thank you, whoever did. It was the funniest thing ever. When I found the Sydney and we were making plans to go get it. Someone sent me a meme, and it's that picture of the guy holding his girlfriend's hand, 
looking behind him, looking at the like, smoke <laughs> hot chick walking the other way. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was the guy who was Universal Woodworker, and he was holding hands with the crescent and then looking behind him to sit. The other. <laughs> that was funny. I, I saw that. That was oh, incredible. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, <laughs> so accurate. So well timed. You people are so creative. I love it. Yeah, they are. We have. I feel like we have a pretty cool like uh, listener audience. Like the guys that do actually tune in are tend to be pretty awesome. Yes. Yeah, we're we're gonna go. Um, we're thinking about. Uh, this is a joke, by the way. Just preface that. Um, <laughs> we're thinking about making our own uh, merchandise line where we have a a mini chain hoist that you can hang from your rearview mirror, and it has Dave's face on the end, and you can lift it up and down. Uh-huh. Just like Dave hangs stuff from his ceiling, you can hang Dave's face from your rearview mirror. If, if anybody is in, is in foam production business, I want to make a uh, foam refrigerator with the door hanging open and hang that from my rearview mirror. Yeah. Nice. What a great idea. I love your guys' creativity. You guys are so creative. I love it. <laughs> I want to draw this to put on my refrigerator. I just want to think about how proud of you guys I am. That that's the first documented refrigerator joke ever. I'm sure David gets none of this. <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. I actually so, been so, kind of thinking about taking it down. I'm I'm sort of uh No, it's it's become an institution, Dave. It has to stay. But I don't you know, it's like I it gets in the way, like I bump my head on it. Decorate it comes it's become kind of inappropriate, like I wrote I love farting on the side of it. I don't like it's just very silly. <laughs> I mean, I think, if you've got all your parts, you can store them in it. It's 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 storage. Refri- it's cold refrigerated. It's refrigerated storage. Yeah, it's my reefer. It's, uh, yeah. it's very but I, I think like you storage. should hang it hang it normally, you know, like a refrigerator should be. You know, standing it straight up and then, you know, fill it with your beverages and hike it all the way up to the roof. And then when you want something, bring it the whole way down, get it out, and then hike it the whole way back up. Sure. It's like making it bear-proof except for, for oh, the alcoholic. Oh, yeah. Oh, can, can it be the counterweight to your giant wooden door? Oh, what a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Bal- balance it perfectly that you just give the fridge a nice nudge and the whole door comes down. And then you can... And you can do the vice versa, throw the door up, and then the fridge comes back. A very gentle tug, and it comes down. A little privacy, you have a couple drinks, everybody has a good time. Yeah. Um, I like the way you think, dude. I really do. <laughs> I love I love giving other people ridiculous projects. That's perfect. I'm excited <laughs> to see that happen. I feel like that's the, the parent in you, you know? You just try and send your kid off to go do something, like, outrageous that'll take him all day to do, you know? Give him something to think about. Yeah, and then I'll brag about it at all the soccer games, being like, you know, it was my idea. Yeah, but that, that little Charlie hung up his uh, his refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't worry, though. We, we got we got plenty of stuff. You know, we, we talk about Dave and his refrigerator, but Dave and I are working hard to find James a universal metal worker now. Oh God! So yes, so they Every they they did searching. make them. They did make them. We just got to find one, and eventually we will find one, and well, he not will only, own it. Not only will we find one, we will find at least four. And at he least will own four. All. One of them's gonna be upside down with mannequins on Dave's ceiling. Yep. That's yep. We have to contribute to Dave's museum of upside down oddities. <laughs> My sideshow business. I'll hire a few midgets to you know point from very far away. I just want to know how your kids will introduce you as their dad. I hope that they're very embarrassed. That's really what I'm going for. 
Oh, man. <laughs> My dad's the football coach. My dad hangs plastic people from the ceiling playing with power tools. <laughs> that's how, that's how Honestly, kids will not make any friends. <laughs> I'd, I'd want to hear a whole lot more about the dad who hangs his stuff upside down, though. <laughs> I would want to know exactly whose children they were and not let my kids hang out with them. Right, where uh, they live so as to avoid said creepy dad. <laughs> we've already hashed out that you running power tools with your kids screaming make your neighbors think you're doing ridiculous things. Oh, my gosh, yeah. that Fortunately, that actually almost happened again the other day. My son, I had my kids over at the shop. And um, it was right around nap time, and my baby was asleep in his car seat because we took a little drive, and, you know, he fell asleep, and that was fine. So me and my big boy are doing stuff on the truck, and little dude woke up and is just like, absolute bloody murder. Same same setup. The door's closed. I quickly opened it up so as to alleviate any questions from the neighbors. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's it's all fun. I, I enjoy that, though. It's Give me a little chuckle. Parenting. If it if it doesn't send you to jail, it means you're doing a good job. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and if it does, um, you may be doing a good job also, but misunderstandings, you know? Yeah, misunderstandings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that was been a, a great episode. You know, we, we caught up, we got to talk to each other. Everybody's doing great. I'm doing great. James is doing great. Dave's doing okay, but we're getting them there. And <laughs> so we, we, we talked about a little bit of this and a little bit of that. It was, it was great to, you know, see everybody again. I'm excited to get uh, our new episodes up and running. I know you guys are as well. Um, so remember to our listeners out there, please hit us up on our Instagram at the restoration podcast and make sure to tag us in any restorations that you're working on. So we can uh, feature those or talk about those on our show and, and make sure we help you guys out because we want to be there for you, um, the listeners. So make sure you hit us up on Instagram, as well as if you have questions, send us an email to the restoration podcast at gmail.com. And this has been the Restoration Podcast with James, Evan, and Dave, where we restore yesterday's tools for the craftsmen of today. Thanks for listening, Thanks, boys and girls. Thanks, Everybody, guys. Stay safe. Be healthy. We love you all. Don't call yep. on your friends if you love them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.